Weekend Rental, episode 105. We are your gaming and geek culture podcast. As always, my name is Ryan, and I'm joined by Andy. Hey. And Biff. Howdy, folks. All right, if you enjoy our quality content here on this podcast, you should head over to geekade.com and check out all the other quality content over there, whether it's video games, movies, music, comics, and more. There's something over there for everyone. Geekade.com, what's your geek? Coming back with Byron Burn. It's been a while. We haven't done one in several episodes, so we're going to kick it off. For those of you not familiar, Byron Burn is a segment of the podcast where we pick games typically for a given system. Uh, we play them all, um, and then we determine which game we would personally buy, rent, or burn. We've gone with the NES as the platform of choice this episode, and uh, we decided to tackle the Batman games. So that's going to be the original Batman, um, Batman Returns, and then Batman Return of Joker. Um, and that they were released in that order, too. So it works out well. I guess we might as well go with this order, right? Wasn't the Return of Batman the last one released? I think Batman Returns was. Because that was the second last one. Yeah, Return of the Joker was the middle one, I think. Yeah. What? Yeah. Sorry, buddy. No, we got to check release dates. I can't. Somebody, somebody, look at yeah. So uh, the second one, Return of Joker, was like 1991, Sunsoft, and they didn't have a movie to take it to, and so they just kind of went for it. And then I believe Return of Batman was 1993. I mean, they have a Super Batman Nintendo Returns, version. You mean? So. Yeah, Batman Returns. Fine, you you were right. They released in that order, but I'm going to ignore that fact. Shibuya. They were released in this order: Batman, Batman Returns, and then Batman Return of Joker. Because <laughs> Batman already returned, so Joker he had returned. To return. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, I was wrong. Fact check. Boom. I'm like you the internet. Keeping, I think you guys are keeping me on point. Well, let's well, let's talk about the first one since we can all agree on that one. Uh, Batman by Sunsoft came out along with the movie. Um. Batman's purple. It's an action platformer. It's got great Sunsoft music. It's got great platforming and gadgets and um, seems to be a lot of fun, especially I I would say that this one's held in very high regard among NES collectors. Um, And it's probably, you know, some of peak Sunsoft when they were at their best on the NES. And um, yeah, I, you know, it it hasn't gotten any easier. I'm not any better at this game. You know, I've never been great at these types of games because I lack the patience these days. As a child, I would have had uh, the perseverance. I don't know what happens as you get older. You just, I don't know if it's just just that my body and brain don't connect or I just feel defeated more now. You know, I think as a child, I had the ego that I could accomplish anything and life has sort of crushed me since. So I didn't get very far. Boy, that was depressing. Um, But I still really liked it. What do you guys think? I mean, this is classic nes i mean quintessential it's sunsoft and sunsoft like you said at that time was they were hitting hitting a lot so blaster master um just a ton of other things quest yeah yeah fester's quest uh but the music yeah the music is tremendous and i think 
any any YouTube video you watch of soundtracks on the NES, that's one that pops up every single time. Um, but I feel like this game was really doing a lot of things that at that time, still, that was kind of early, mid NES time. They were... <laughs> They were doing things that a lot of the games weren't doing with the cutscenes. The cutscenes are beautiful, tremendous all the way yeah, it's through. Yeah, very Ninja Gaiden ish in the, in mm-hmm. the terms of like motion. Yeah, which, yeah, you didn't see a lot of that. Yeah, I mean, just even the the start screen, just the way Batman looks in the start screen, which he doesn't look like that in the actual game, which is so funny. Right, but it looked like Batman, and it played like Batman, like you think Batman will play and how he can wall jump and, um, you know, just the gadgets that he has, uh, the enemies are a little weird. I don't really understand those. Um, yeah. How did the toasters from, um, <laughs> star Wars end up in my Batman? Yeah, game? I'm not really sure understand. what those are. Yeah. That's really confusing. Tough game always has been a tough game. I can always get to Joker, but I can't beat Joker. And then, it's just one of those things you just give up after getting whooped all the time. But it, it's one that I go back to over and over and over again. So this one was an easy play for me. Yeah. It it definitely is tough. And I think it makes it harder if you have a certain, I mean, it, it's a little bit trial of an error to figure out the best weapons for the right spots. Right. Yep. And for me, somebody who, plays an RPG, collects every item, and then doesn't use any of them because I'm afraid I'm going to lose them. This game is horrible because I try and deal with everything with my fists in hopes that I'll save all my weapons when I need them. Um, it's, but it's I, not I your just fists. die with my... It's the Batman weapon. The Batman is the... The Batman. Screen. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, just the Batman. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I'm, I end up dead doing it that way, but I just can't get over that hump of trying to use you know, the weapons that are at my disposal, but yeah, and you really need those yeah. long range ones where you yeah. can kind of cheat the game a little bit by getting, getting the guy just on the end of the screen where you're barely seeing him and then, uh, and then destroying them that way so that you don't even get, get in its way. Yeah. And it's very much one of those games too, where you have to learn quickly, which, which battles you engage in and which like there are enemies you should just jump over. Right. Like it, it's not like you should walk forward and obliterate everything on screen. Like sometimes the best option to move forward is to not engage um, or so even yeah, take that, a hit. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So that, that trial and error is definitely there. I will say like the one weakness and it's not, <clears throat> it's not of the game itself. It's of the system. And it's, it's that, you know, secondary weapon in the fact that it's a Nintendo controller and it has two buttons. Nobody likes having to cycle through all those power ups. Like it, it could be done better on a, on a modern console with more buttons. Um, but it, it doesn't really detract from the game that much. It just, you have to know, you know what they do and, and how to get to them quickly in a pinch. But again, it's the type of game that you're not going to plow through. So as you go through a trial and error, as you're saying, Andy, you're going to, you're going to know what to have equipped and where. And there's yeah. plenty of space in the game too. So it isn't just enemy after enemy after enemy. There's a couple yeah. of sections where you can just stand in one spot, switch your weapons. Mm-hmm. So that part is kind of nice where a lot of games similar to that are just throwing everything at you all at once. And this, you do a lot more traversing and waiting and looking at patterns and things like that. 
Yeah. A Mega Man menu would have been way better. Oh, yeah. As far as like selecting, that would have been really yeah. nice. But yeah. But even yeah, then, that gets annoying screen. too sometimes. Mm-hmm. When you have to switch back and forth, back and forth, it's like pause, switch, pause. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or even like the option if they would, because is it start that lets you, no, it's select that does it, right? Select, yeah. 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 Yeah, it would have been nice if there could have been a Mega Man menu for start, and then you could pick the one you had, and you could equip and unequip it by hitting select, and then you, you know, so you could go between like fist mm. and your secondary. I don't know. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, N- nitpicky. I mean, it still wouldn't have solved the whole problem, but it would have been nice. I think my biggest so, question from the collector side is how does this game stay under ten bucks? Like it, it's it's so good, and typically those really good games go go up in price and it's always been five to ten bucks everywhere you go sunsoft curse though like everything sunsoft like all those early games that are huge hits have never gone up and and it's i think the reality is it has to be the fact that we've all played them right like they had to have sold like gangbusters i mean there's just got to be so many copies of these games out there because sunsoft never really like sunset their games right like i always felt Throughout the entire life cycle of the NES, I could pretty much always go into a store and find copies of things like Blaster Master and Batman. So, and maybe I'm making, maybe I'm talking out of my ass, but I just feel like they're readily available. Yeah. At least the original ones toward the end, they, you know, like, mm-hmm. like the next Batman, that was certainly harder to find, I imagine. But yeah. Yeah. Well, and speaking of that, the next Batman, I guess we'll change up my order. Since I'm a dingus. Um, so let's talk about the next one. It came out in the in the release schedule. And that's going to be Batman: The Return of Joker. Um, awesome, awesome cover art, awesome presentation um, from the intro to the visuals, uh, and it commits some of the biggest sins in platforming, especially on the NES, and that is being overly ambitious, having way too large sprites. Having power ups that you cannot avoid, even if you don't want to collect them. And it has hidden obstacles. Again, trial and error is not a problem. And um, on paper and a few minutes of gameplay in, this thing seems to be the beefier sequel you were looking for. Uh, and then you quickly realize that all the things that make it look great kind of also ruin the gameplay. Um, and that scrolling, I cannot tell you how much I hate the door scrolling between sections of this game. It's so bad and jarring. Um, and maybe I'm crazy. Maybe you guys think it's a great game, but I don't know. What were your thoughts? I think this is. I mean, there's there's a massive list of pros and cons, and you got to understand. So Sunsoft coming out with this one. They were kind of competing against themselves in a way. So, you know, this is mid NES. And so super Nintendo's out and this game is, I don't know. Super Nintendo's the big sprites and everything's running well. And so when they're trying to kind of compete against themselves in a way by making big sprites, yeah, it looks, looks cool, but it, it is definitely a little more clunky. And, you know, then you have, cons like the bounce back is obnoxious where you didn't really get that in the last in the last title um 
you get unlimited ammo, which is kind of cool. I guess less realistic compared to the other one. Uh, the music is still awesome. Uh, the visuals are are great. Um, you could definitely ammo, see what they were going for, though. Not to cut you off, the ammo is one of my complaints, too, <clears throat> as far as the canon of the character. Like, I don't know how many Batman movies I've gone to where like Batman just walks in like with fucking fully automatic assault rifles and just mows everybody down in the room. So it's odd to me that in a Batman game, all you can do is like shoot bullets and rockets as as an attack. Like it's just, it doesn't jive with the character. I get from a video game standpoint that that makes sense, but seems weird. It is. It's out of, out of all of them. This one, it seems like it was another game that they put Batman into. Um, Mm -hmm. it almost, it's almost like a shooter that they (laughs) decided to make instead of a ship. Let's make it. (laughs) They didn't have a movie to go off of though. You know, (laughs) not anything. Yeah. They probably just, well, we got this. Let's throw Batman in there because it was a hit on the last one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll probably say that I probably like it more than you guys, but I think it's mostly because it is of those shooter you know patterns of weapons and you know pickups and stuff like that i do wish they made the pickups a little bit smaller so you could jump over them if you didn't want it or at least like cycle through them because some of them do cycle through which weapon like a shooter does but some of them stay constant and that's just annoying yeah well and it's it's kind of obnoxious in the way that they place some of them like especially like for example when you get up to that like gargoyle like terrorist thing. Like they literally put the box like right in front of the gargoyle that you had to kill. So you have to hope that you can jump on the box and shoot the guy in the face before you mm-hmm. accidentally shoot the crate. And yeah, I, I don't know. I, I I'm being harsh on it, but I think this, there's a lot of technical impressiveness here. Um, I love the color palette. Um, that whole like night or dusk or whatever it is. Um, it's, it's awesome. It lo- It looks like a visual powerhouse. It's just, I wish the gameplay was more, in line with with the first and and i think it's just the scale problem really is everything's just so big like you can't possibly play as good or as tight as it 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 should on a console that's really not meant to do that and in a screen space it's not really meant to do it right i mean we're still talking four by three here so yeah that's i mean it's it's catch train too because out of all them that sprite is really detailed and looks awesome but yeah then you have to scale everything up to that and yeah. But everything looks good. Even the background uh, mm-hmm. is extremely detailed. And um, I mean, it, it is pretty ambitious for sure. Yeah. You have to detail everything and build everything according to that giant sprite. I feel that this, I feel like there's a well-known thing on this game that, um, that a prototype was found of it and it was completely like the cutscenes are all different and the storyline is a little bit different hmm. and actually at the very end of the game hopefully this isn't a spoiler alert not that anybody cares uh but uh at the end you actually don't fight joker the cutscene shows you punching joker and then end of game and so which seems really really disappointing when you're fighting all these people so the boss before him is the final boss um but i'm glad that they actually switched it to 
actually fighting Joker, but again, can't beat him. So it's the the Batman woes. I've never gotten past the second stage in this game. I haven't yeah. cared enough to push past, but that's just me. Um, well, let's talk about the last one then, as far as release order, and that's Batman Returns. Um, the last Tim Burton Batman movie, I guess. Um, another direct movie tie-in, like the first one. <clears throat> and this one goes for a beat-em-up on the NES. Not something that comes out all that often um, for the NES. It, it, it has the pitfall in that beat-em-ups are always best with a friend um, because it's Batman. Although, I guess I could have figured something out. But in this Robin? case, it's a one-player yeah it's a, was robin in returns i know no. that would be the batman and robin that, was right? the next one yeah or yeah, maybe batman Cat forever could have, i'll be honest Cat i haven't even been. seen that movie really oh, you yeah. should watch it it's bizarre keaton um, right he's the yeah he's the batman he the first two movies yep um so this one it's got a really cool color palette batman is bigger but not as big as he is in return of joker um it can do a surprising number of enemies on screen and for a controller that has two buttons, it's got a pretty solid move set. You've got a jump attack, you've got a slide, you've got a special, um, and then you've just got the comboed chain punching, which does different stuff. It's, it's a surprisingly competent and good game that nobody really talks about. This one definitely is the most overlooked. Um, in terms of people talking about it on the NES, um, it does get extremely difficult. In fact, that first boss always pisses me off. Um, and it, I think it's got unlimited continues. If not, it's at least got a password system to kind of overcome some of that. But yeah, when I, I know when I first bought this one, I put it in and played it for a very long time. I was actually pretty surprised at how good of a game it is and having never heard of it. Um, and I still think it's good. I, I I had a good time with it again here. Um, it's just that difficulty spike always throws me off. But what isn't do you it, guys think? Isn't it strange that Sunsoft didn't get this one? You know, with the, the first two Sunsofts, this is Konami. And just think yeah. that's really interesting that Sunsoft gave them two big hits and Konami swiped it away from them. But or maybe I, Return of Joker wasn't a big enough hit. And then they're maybe. like, no. Yeah, maybe. I can't imagine. So these were games. So I played the first Batman as a kid, uh, but that was definitely a rental. It wasn't anything that I owned. And I can't imagine actually falling in love with those games and just jumping from, you know, the first Batman to Return of Joker. And then your expectations are it's going to be the same game. It's going to be the same type of game. And this is. Yeah, completely, completely different. And so I, yeah, I think it's kind of strange, especially when you play them in just the sequential order and you want to keep them lumped up as this trilogy, but they're really these three separate, three separate, separate games. And so, yeah, it, it plays well for a beat em up. It really does. Um, I don't know. I feel like it, it handles itself sometimes better than the turtles arcade game, um, beat them up and nobody talks about this one, but this is one that I just can't, I can't get through. I'm really bad at it. I'm really bad at it. I couldn't progress 
as much. It is difficult for sure. Uh, the bosses are very difficult, but it's cool. It's a different style of Batman game. It really is just hard to compare them. And I, you know, I'm not certain if the 16 bit versions, cause I'm guessing that's what they were really going for here was making those and then porting them down. Maybe I'm not sure if those are beat them ups too. I, I would imagine if they're both Konami's, mm-hmm. but. Because that was on Super Nintendo, Sega. Was there like Sega a CD, CD even? Sega too. CD, yeah. I was going to say CDI, yeah. but Sega CD, yeah. Hmm. But yeah, I, I wonder if that's part of it that where they're like, we want to beat them up, you know, because that was really popular at the time. And who do you go to? Well, of course. Yeah. It looks like the Super Nintendo version at least was a <clears throat> very similar 16 bit take on this. More, more than think more final fight style graphics, but yeah, it appears to be the same premise. Yeah. I also, did anyone else? um, I know it's not a fetus on a motorcycle, but it really looks like you're kicking a fetus (laughs) off a motorcycle on that first level. And I'm not sure how I feel about that. (laughs) They shouldn't drive motorcycles. Yeah. No, not at all. Where's the helmet? You need a helmet at least. (laughs) Yeah. That's a, it's a pretty good game, but it, it's so hard for me, you know, in modern times to go back to a beat up of this, you know, style of this basic kind of, I think we yeah. did double dragon not so long and it's like, yeah, double dragon, a classic. And it's still like, eh, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, I will say that it, well, it is like super simplistic and bare bones from like beat up standards. I think it's got a lot more depth in the controls than it's NES counterparts in a lot of ways. You know, most, Beat'em ups didn't have this many attack options. Um, yeah. Double Dragon certainly did. But yeah. No, I get what you're saying. And, it, and it's always tough to, I feel like it's always tough to really raise a beat em up when it's just you. You know, the couch co op aspect is so huge to making a beat em up what it is. But, yeah. And for when, what year that was released, you know, 93, I think it was 92, 93. 93. It's, I mean, at that point, right. the co op was figured out you know with with those games on how to play co-op and even yeah. on the nes and so it is frustrating yeah, that they left sure it out the license that did it you right. know, more than anything right so, but you could have two batman it could have been one purple men batman returns batman <laughs> yeah well you, you play the purple one and the other one's yeah. the normal one <laughs> it would have been a good idea i like it next time so was the purple just like to keep you separated from the background? You think that's what it yes. is? I really feel 100%. that that has to be the yes. case. Because they went yeah. with so much black in the background, which fits the ambiance. But then, yeah, how do you make Batman not blended? Which I think is cool. Like, that's what everybody remembers, right? Like, they make action figures and shit. <laughs> yeah, purple. Purple oh. Batman. Um. Well, we kind of briefly went through those. I think we described them pretty fairly. Uh, but what do we, what do we want to do? What's everybody's verdict? Would you, which one would you buy? Which one would you rent? Which one would you burn? And by burn, we mean literally set it on fire. Andy, start us off. Yeah, I think, uh, I gotta go with the original. It's, uh, is the burns? No, I think it's the buy. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, definitely the buy. Um, I probably spent the least amount of time with that one because it is a little bit more brutal. And like I said, you know, my, my own personal problems with 
not using weapons when they're there uh, with limited quantities definitely had made it harder for me. But uh, I think that's the one that I would be like, okay, I just need to get better at need to understand the best, you know, strategy of using these weapons. And it definitely has probably the most, most uh, depth out of them and uh, definitely the coolest anyway. And I think my rent is going to be return of Joker. Um, I think, I would say probably Batman Returns is the better quality game, but I liked looking at Return of Joker more, and I, I do like power-up systems like that, just like a shooter. I love that. Um, they were trying to do Contra, I guess, <laughs> but yeah. not as not quite as good. Uh, but it it was it was it was all right. Um, definitely some problems, but I would definitely play that more and. Uh, Unfortunately, I don't think I would play too much more of Batman Returns, even though it's probably one of the better quality ones, maybe out of all three of them. But if you don't count music, it's it's just a standard beat em up to me. But uh, like you said, there's probably some more depth to it than than a lot of other counterparts. But I don't know. How about you, Beth? I think. I think the buy is very clear. Original Batman. It's just good all the way around. It's good. Uh, music look, it's iconic. There's a huge nostalgic value as well for many, many people. So that is definitely my buy my rent. This one's tough. This one really is tough. Cause you're looking at just two separate games. Very, just very different. And so they're both good for where they stand you know there's missing things in both but i think my my rent is going to be batman returns um i just think the beat em up style is kind of cool and i think it does a pretty good job of it and then my burn reluctantly my burn is return of joker and I, I think it's just the small things that were bugging me, you know, the bounce back and just those little, little things that I just didn't get too excited about. So that's going to be my soft burn, soft burn, just a, a first degree burn. That's it. <laughs> first degree burn. What a bag it's like with a magnifying 10. glass. Yeah. Just a, just a little, just, just a little, little on the dark side. That's it. You'll so. still walk it back to the bedroom. You're just going to put a bag over its head first is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. All right, Ryan, where are you at? <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to concur. Um, first one, the original Batman is an absolute classic. It's, it's my favorite genre on the NES. It's a great example of it. Um, so buying that I'm going to rent Batman returns. I'm impressed by that game for what it is. I, I, I'm kind of with Andy that I don't know that I'd play a ton of it, but every time I do pick it up, I enjoy, you know, the, the hour or so that I'll throw into it. Um, it's just a solid beat em up that nobody talks about. And I'm going to burn Batman return of Joker. I, I love the way it looks. I love everything about the presentation. I don't even hate the gameplay. I think it's fine. I think it's got very obvious problems due to, the ambitious design, but it's not a bad game, but 
it just doesn't hang. If I'm going to, if I'm going to play another one of those, I'm just going to play the original. So better. And that is another Byron burn in the books. Soft burn. Soft burn. That's a pretty good analogy because that game is like one that's known for taking it apart and ripping all the innards out of. Yeah. That's the one that you turn into uh, Mr. Gimmick, right? Yeah. I believe so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's got a, yeah. It's got a very unique chipset. Like it's, I don't know if it's one of a kind, but it's one of only a handful of carts that have that particular chip i know save the carts save the carts save <laughs> the carts when one just displays a yellow screen so maybe at some point i can get somebody to turn that into a mystery gimmick for oh me. my gosh you'd cannibalize that thing doesn't play anyway <laughs> you should be ashamed of yourself sinner mm. who should be ashamed is the people who sold it to me work should i call them out because i know them I called them out. They okay, good. Replacement one. So we're all good. We're all good. We're good. We're, we're good. good. They made it right. They made it right. Um, so much happened since the last podcast. A lot. Uh, let's talk about the most exciting news. Uh, we actually did get a Switch Pro from Steam. It's coming, everybody. <laughs> the Steam Deck. They, uh, they kind of just steamrolled the fact that the Switch OLED went up for pre-order and dropped like a console that the internet seemed to be genuinely impressed by at a price point that they're certainly losing money on. And uh, I'm intrigued. I I don't, admittedly, so anyone who's not familiar, if you've lived under a rock, this is basically a portable gaming PC that runs a proprietary version of Steam OS. Uh, Steam is selling this handheld PC, very Switch-like, um, and it starts at 400 bucks. Um, and there's really no difference in the different models other than storage and some faster memory. If I'm being honest, you probably at least want to go mid-tier because 64 gigs is not great, and um, 512 of a better quality SSD is where you want to end up, I think. I don't know. What do you guys think of the news? It was on left field. I, I was surprised, but then very excited once I started watching some of it. I mean, this is the switch that we wanted for the most part. And it's, it's interesting. It's definitely interesting. I have concerns, you know, I think the memory memories concern for but me, it's got an SD card reader. I mean, it does, but can you actually, are the SD cards going to be fast enough to read some of those <clears throat> bigger games that are 100 gigs? If you get a better quality SD card and put it on there, it, it will have some impact, right? Like it will affect performance to some degree, but you have to remember that you're trying to run it at a 720p resolution. Right. So it's probably going to be all right. Yeah, I think that was my biggest concern now that you've, uh, addressed it i will go ahead and pre-order right now no um no yeah, the price point's good i i think it's very i feel like they were kind of hanging on to this waiting for switch to make a move and then just be like oh we'll ride that wave and destroy you we'll see how how well it does but it is definitely getting a buzz from people and it just it just has those things that were like the switch should have had this or 
um, why didn't Nintendo listen to this? And it seemed like the Steam Deck, they were, we'll listen to everybody and what they want and we'll lose money on it. No big deal. uh, Yeah, I mean, interesting. It's such a good idea because, yeah, you're bringing over those that want a handheld that performs a little bit better than the Switch does, which this would. And you're, you know, having the people that already have Steam for decades to be able to take it on the go. I, it is a little bit interesting that, you know, people that are really into PC usually are very much, I want the top quality, you know? Right, right. And you're not going to get this out of that. I mean, uh, concessions have to be made on a hand, handheld. Um, I think this does like dock up to a screen, which I don't know if that would be a very good actual gaming PC in that regard, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's super interesting, especially for the price. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and to that point, they're going to sell a dock separately, but they said any USB-C like docking device, like will work. I mean, you don't need their prior, 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 sound it out, buddy. Sound it out. Proprietary thing. can't even read. And yeah, to your point, I think hooking it up, you can definitely use this as like a PC, hook up to a monitor, mouse, keyboard, all that. And yeah, I don't think you're going to get, it's not going to be stunning. You know, I think it, I think your indie games and your lower visual end games would probably look okay. And I don't think you're going to want to like blast control through steam onto a 4k screen for sure. Um, but yeah, I, to be honest, what really excites me about it besides the price point is just the fact too, that xCloud is here. I have Game Pass. All I have to do is get Google Chrome on this thing and I can now play all my Game Pass games that are compatible with xCloud and I don't have to worry about how powerful the Steam Deck is. Um, In theory, I could also you know, run a build of Windows on here too and have the Steam or have the Xbox app run natively on it. However, I suspect that's not going to be fantastic. Um, but xCloud kind of bridges that gap. <clears throat> and then the idea that Epic could do the same thing. Um, again, I don't think it's going to be optimized for Epic. Um, so that probably won't be the best solution. But I also, they haven't said, but there's a strong possibility that because this is just a PC is that you'll have the option to boot from SD card, which means you could build out all your retro images and just pop them into SD cards, just boot right into that and have like your MAME and have all your stuff optimized, pop it out. And then you're right back in your switch or your steam OS. Um, that's to me, that's the most exciting part is I can have a pretty powerful, you know, it's going to keep up for a while. I mean, this thing's going to fall off, right? Cause people aren't just developing to a specific set of hardware like you are for the switch. So eventually this thing lifes itself out. But the fact that I could then have, a ton of really cool emulation. I mean, this thing should do CD based stuff up to PS three and everything really well. Um, that excites me. So I did pre-order it. I, I waited a little bit, so I didn't get it in the first wave. And then by the time I was, I was already looking like Q2 of 22 by the time I placed my pre-order cause it's five bucks to pre-order. So I just went full hog and I was like, nah, if I'm going to wait, I'm just going to get the full like 650 version. Like, go nuts so yeah i'm excited and my son's been wanting a gaming pc so i guess here's one this counts yeah yep this is one and and i i don't mean to i'm excited about it 
and I'm not even that big of a PC gamer. Um, and I don't want to be unrealistic with anybody. Like this is not switch killer. Um, this is no. not the first, this is not the first device of its type to have been available. Like NVIDIA has been doing this stuff forever. So have some other platforms, but this is the first time that somebody with a huge presence in a store has made something that's optimized for it and done it at a price point intended to get people in the door. So this could have a very good lifespan and could be, you know, I'm in thing moving forward in the PC market. Um, but Nintendo will still dominate this space. Like let's be, let's be real. Um, cause even as cool and as slick and as optimized as this is going to be, it's still a gaming PC. And even though gaming PCs have gotten infinitely easier to just plug and play, they do require work. It's not a console. Uh, it's not for everybody, but I think it will be for a lot of people. And that's, that's pretty exciting. And then time will tell, is this just another thing that valve will drop hardware wise and just completely fail to support or talk about? I, I think valve might be the only company outside of Sony that can just put hardware out and just pretend it doesn't exist. They might be better than that at Sony. And <laughs> Sony's pretty great at it. Yeah. Sony doesn't clearance it out at like five bucks at the end. Though. <laughs> right. Those um, steam controllers. I forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, the tough part with that is, you know, all this is like, since it is a new thing, you can't be like, oh, I know how those controllers are going to feel, you know? Right. Like, those buttons look really close to the edge of that thing. Uh-huh. And I, that's got to be weird on your thumb, I would imagine, after extended period. Um, it also runs Linux, which uh, you can't tell me everything on Steam is going to run that. Right. Hundred percent. Very. I mean, there's going to be a lot of weird cases in that regard, but uh, overall, like, it's probably going to work pretty well. Yeah, yeah. And somebody made the comment and like, oh, I don't like the placement of those thumbsticks. And I started, and I was like, yeah, but the Wii U gamepad feels really great in my hand, and the Switch has always just like cramped the hell out of my right thumb mm-hmm. because I just I'd rather have that thumbstick up there. Like, I think I I could adapt back to that. Yeah, but I agree though that like A button or B button or whatever it is on that outer it's like edge. Jim, is like, you're on the edge of yeah, it's like the molding is like bumping out. It's very strange, but it isn't final design. Although I have to imagine it's got to be very close if taking pre-orders for December. So, mm-hmm. so it's pretty cool. It is. So there's a council that we've been talking about quite a bit on the show. And that is PS5, Xbox, X, S, all of that stuff. And I, I read an article that I mean, both CEOs, Microsoft, Sony, are saying that they're breaking records right now with systems being sold. And that just blows my mind when I have not even seen one yet. And I haven't seen one online They're saying that the PS5 is outpacing PS4 at this point and, um, you know, similar release uh, time frame. And then even the Xbox One X, this one's less surprising to me, but they're at like 5.7 million units roughly. And the other one, uh, like Xbox One was at like 5 million. And so... 
It's just interesting that these systems that it kind of exists. Not everyone, they're not readily available. There's a shortage probably of chips and things like that, that they're still outpacing kind of some of those really big systems. I don't know. Yeah. I found that really interesting. I mean, that, like you said, that Microsoft, you understand why Microsoft shit the bed with the Xbox one. Everyone was pissed at them with that rollout and their communications. So that's not shocking. Um, as of the recording of this, the S is available everywhere. The series S it's been in stock on Best Buy this entire I haven't even, I stopped looking cause yeah. I was like, I'm never going to find one of no, these. You can buy an S right now. You can go to Best Buy and get really? it. Um, but again, that's, that's basically the Xbox one X, uh, version of, you know, the series console <clears throat> to me, it is a little surprising that, like you said, the PlayStation one is selling so well because I haven't, like you said, I haven't seen that anywhere. I haven't seen it available on anything. But then I kind of think back to to when the PS4 launched and it was just a lot of it was that first year and a half of just ports, right? Like just updated ports of stuff. There wasn't like these major killer games for the PS4 right away, but then there were some killer games coming out for the PS3 yet. You know, The Last of Us was still coming. And, mm. you know, so there was a reason that people maybe hung on Um and that was a generation of consoles too that lasted eight years. You know, people were very invested in those ecosystems by the time the four came out. So I don't know. It is shocking yeah. though, that there's, they've suddenly got it. It's, it's amazing that they've produced enough inventory to well pace the PS4. Like when you said, it just seems like I'm not sure it exists. Yeah. Where, mm-hmm. where, Who's buying them? Where where are they? <laughs> are they counting resells on eBay or what are we doing? Yeah, here? <laughs> I, I have no idea. It, it blows it blows my mind that yeah, less the Xbox. I mean, especially with the um you know, Game Pass and all of that stuff that we know is just it's a big hit. And there's a lot of options and for parents, for gamers like us, that's pretty attractive where I, I mean, that's that's probably why I would buy it is Game Pass and everything mm-hmm. that you can do with that. And so a PS5, I'd love to have one. But yeah, where are these millions of systems? But if like, you it got just it, doesn't make sense. What are you playing? Like wh- all the people that are buying the PS5, what are you people playing on it? Like Ratchet There's, and Clank? Yeah, that's my big thing. Like, there's like three, videos three they're exclusives. showing PS5 games. I was like, they make PS5 games right now. That's weird. <laughs> but I mean, I think, yeah, I think there's only like three Ratchet and Clank, Returnal and Demon Souls might be God, the only God Eater maybe, but did people care about that? Godfall is coming back. Oh, God's coming to yes. PS4 now. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. God yep. Eater is a different game. Yeah. yeah I, that's, uh, that's what I don't get. They got, it's like 10 million. They said they've sold now, which is yeah. nuts. 10 million PlayStation fives. Where (laughs) three games on your console. You guys are geniuses. They're making so much money right now. I guess games don't sell hardware. Hardware just sells itself. Uh, Or the government giving money away sells the (laughs) consoles. Also that. That's true. Oh, there's a thousand or two thousand dollar PS5. I'll take it. I don't need my fast food job. I can collect my right. Biden bucks and buy a console. I wonder how many people did that. Just went above and beyond, you know, that reseller 
thing. Um, yeah, just yeah, crazy. It, 10 million. Insane. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, and the other thing is I think they launched in China around the same time. So, I mean, they're just adding the pool spread out even right. farther. So, yeah, that's true. It wasn't a staggered release, was it? Um, Woodstock. I just I'm not even going to transition oh, to it. I'm just curious as to what what you okay. Been. Yeah. So, uh, on HBO Max, they have like a new docu document series. Okay. And uh, music based, and their first episode was uh, about Woodstock '99. Oh, when Limp Biscuit took the house down? Yeah. So, uh, and I, you know, I I remember some of that, and I, I bought the CD. I was all into that, but I guess I didn't remember, like, everything that happened there. And they covered quite a bit of it, and, man, it's kind of wild that that existed. Yeah, it was kind of just, it wasn't so much peace and love. It was like rape, arson, and theft where Woodstock 99. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's, that's basically what this was, was talking about, you know, like how the original was such like hippie love and all that stuff. And this is just like angry white guys, like sexually assaulting every girl and that they could. Yeah. And some of that too, like that's one, I mean, in festivals, of that scale, well, done, not currently, but continue to happen. But you look at footage of Woodstock 99 and you just see the tens and tens of thousands of people. Like, best case scenario for that is still bad stuff's going to happen and there's zero you can do about it. So, like, there's there's definitely, like, some irresponsibility on the promoters in general before you even got some of the other shenanigans, but... Yeah. Yeah, everybody I love watching some of those old interviews too where everyone's just like throwing Fred Durst under the bus. Like I've seen so many of those videos with uh corn and they're just like, Yeah, we were things were calming down, it was getting better. But then Fred goes out there and like it's just so much finger pointing. Well yeah, he has I mean he's he has a song literally called Break Shit, break, you know. Yeah. So like, <laughs> right. And then he's encouraging so that, everyone to break stuff. Yeah, so the, I think they were like taking down this like whole bunch of plywood from this thing, and he was out crowd surfing on this plywood. Yeah, so, yeah, he was encouraging it because he just thought it was so damn cool. Yeah. Everyone was like passing around plywood, giving people in the crowd contusions. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I remember watching. I mean, I probably see it every couple of years or a year on my YouTube feed or something like that. That start going through yeah watching limp biscuit watching those yeah the woodstock 99 concerts and there was crap ton of people and and if you ever i think it'd be interesting to go back andy and and watch the original woodstock documentary and then watch the this one like sequentially because even that town that they said all these hippies were coming in like they loved it and there was you know they were buying all of these things and and uh yeah this peace love attitude and uh just what it was like i mean obviously a lot of drugs were present even then but 
yeah, it would be interesting to to watch them in just this this order, like one after the other, and just hear how different they actually were. It's funny too when you watch like documentaries on the original Woodstock and like how just like slapdash the whole thing was, but then they talk about how really, I mean, it was big. Don't get me wrong, it was a big thing, but it wasn't as big as like history likes to believe. Like they've literally polled people and like thousands upon thousands of more people have attested to the fact that they attended in person the original Woodstock than actually showed up to this event. So it's just kind of hilarious that it's, I mean, Woodstock's a, a massive thing and a big movement, but like it's just become so much bigger in pop culture than it ever actually was back in the day. No. Yeah. And because and, of that, yeah. we got Woodstock 99 and stuff. And like it bad. was definitely Jerry rigged together in a way where bands were just showing up to, mm-hmm. to play and, you know, they're hitting the road from the West coast and they hear something big's going to happen out there just for a chance to play. And, uh, I think I saw this documentary with Carlos Santana playing at the Woodstock and he's like, that was the first time that I tried like this acid stuff. And so I decided <laughs> to try, I tried a concert, try playing in concert. And he was like, I was literally screaming cause I was tripping so bad. And just like hanging on to my guitar, uh, trying to like stay upright and just play. And some people say that's like his most iconic concert ever. And so it's just really interesting how, um, just how different it is. So, yeah. Well, really this topic was a backdoor into this week's, uh, make Biff gig. Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay. This is uh, I'm, so I'm intrigued. Part of it, they were talking about how uh, let's not let's not go there. Let's let's <laughs> not go were, there. there. There was a part that they were I just talking got about nervous. how it, it, it rained a little bit, but not enough for the amount of mud that was there. So uh, all these people were playing in the mud, like eating the eating the mud and just like rolling around in it. Uh-uh. When it really was all by the porta potties, and it was just them. <laughs> The porta just potties were overflowing, and it was just and they're eating. And they're eating. <laughs> yeah, they eating were it. eating. They were just like literally shoving it in their mouths just to be. You know. <laughs> <laughs> that is so nasty. Uh, <laughs> yep. Yikes! And uh, <laughs> okay, we got one out of them. That was gonna be my thing too. Is like when you watch the Gosh. footage of that at the end of the night before things went Stinkin bad. Stinking hate you. Because you just like you can almost. I feel like you can just see the wave of like bo that would have been wafting off that crowd oh, at like yeah. ten o'clock at night. Like it must have just been unbearable. Like I couldn't imagine <laughs> being up there. Yeah, and hit in the face with it. It just had a wonderful bowl of cereal. Yeah. yeah, let's see yeah. it come back up. You can have it again. <laughs> it is pretty funny though that it, like how much they the the showrunners thought they could just trust the bands to put on a professional <laughs> show. Like obviously Fred Durst, <laughs> th- right. that situation did not end up well. And like I think at one point there was a giant fire at the last day. Yeah, they were burning stuff by the end of the last day. I mean, and some of it. Yeah. I mean, the bands too. Like you can blame, but like just like trusting the decency of human beings is that was sure. sadly gone but at when, that point too. But when the people are like, Hey, you gotta, you gotta go out there and say, Hey, everybody needs to settle down right. and stop 
starting fires and then red hot chili peppers just plays fire by Jimi hendrix <laughs> like <laughs> that's good stuff. pretty good time so spe- speaking of stuff we're watching i, I ended up downloading peacock or installing signing up for peacock which is nbc's thing um for some olympic coverage because i don't have cable or anything or any other way to watch it i guess i could do youtube which makes sense but i didn't realize there was a free tier of peacock where you can go in and they don't let you see like the live olympics but you get like all the you know recaps and highlights and everything and there's just a ton a ton of free content out there um that you don't have to pay for and you can just watch. And I discovered an absolute gem out there. I don't know if you guys remember back in the G4 days, a little animated show that ran for a couple seasons called Code Monkeys. And uh, it was oh, fantastic. Yeah. And it's available to watch on the free tier of Peacock. All two seasons. Um, only the first season ever got like a physical DVD release. So as far as I know, this is really the only place you can you can turn it on and watch it. And that show is still hilarious and could, I'm amazed that they even stream it because you could not make the show today. It's, they got a character called black Steve. (laughs) They got a gay character named Clarence that only speaks in singing. And basically everything he sings about is how many dicks he sucked that day. Um, All the female characters are just treated like whoers. Um, Oh, so this is, this is Activision. Activision. Yeah. I tweeted that out. Yeah, I tweeted that out in one of the writers, actually, because the tweet got retweeted and picked it up. He's like, oh, I remember that show. I think it was a show about Activision. And I was like, well, well played. (laughs) Well played, sir. Uh, But yeah, it is so funny. So I've been watching all of that. In fact, I ordered, you can still get the DVD box set. So I actually ordered one because I was like, I need to have the show. It's it's great. And there's so many, so much attention to detail. Um for gaming history. Like it's basically set in the eighties and it parodies, you know, in television and Activision and all that back in the day. And so they've got, they've got guests like, you know, Steve Wozniak and all those people are on there and super funny. It's basically pixelized South park set in a game development studio. It's, it's great. Yeah. That's cool. Like, that would have been something that I probably would have, you know, sought out if I was aware of it. And I kind of remember it, but not, I didn't, you know, really know what it was all about. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. No, sign up for Peacock and check it out. Oh, and they're horrible, horrible, um, about Asians and the humor of it. So oh, like, it's, geez. it's, it basically touches on everything that would get you like murdered. If you said in that's public really or on social media right now, but yeah, if, if you, if you like comedy and still laugh at things without going on a crusade about it, it's, it's, it's great. Great. Yeah. We it's, I, yeah, I didn't know that we just did sign up for Peacock just for the same reason for Olympic stuff, which I don't know. I found a lot of that stuff lacking as far as like what you actually want to see or even just like little updates, even if you're going to give me like, clips show me the clips that i you know can sort through and want to see i know i agree i had like really high hopes at the beginning but it's just it on the free tier it's just not very great coverage it's the only thing i really wanted to keep up with is the skateboarding and that was like such a massive upset anyway 
Yeah. The fact that Nigel Houston didn't like, he was like pretty much the guaranteed going to win and he didn't even meddle. He didn't land a trick, did he? No, he kept trying the same trick. And I, d- I don't know. That format's weird too. But when the kid that took first, I mean, he nailed his stuff, but he also did the least technical stuff. Like from a skateboarding standpoint, I was like, what he did was very, very clean. And I'm, I'm not a professional skateboarder and I couldn't skate better than him, but you know, knowing what I know about skateboarding, I was like, things lined up for him on that day, but I don't know. Wasn't my favorite skating. Yeah. I'll be curious to see like, the bowl stuff. Like, cause the street stuff I think is weird anyway, but like the bowl event should be interesting. Cause they don't actually do half pipe, right? Right. Yeah. They're it's not, just more, it's more yeah. like a street course, but you know, with more contours and transition and yeah. stuff. And actually Andy Anderson was, is the guy I want to watch in that. Like that guy is amazing. Yeah. I, uh, was just, I just became really pissed about a sport that I didn't know existed until the Olympics. And it's, it's called, uh, dressage, equestrian dressage. Okay. And think of like, you know, the gymnastic floor routine where they have to do basically dancing and, you know, technical stuff or whatever to music. Mm-hmm. This is just a lady on a horse making the horse kind of trot sideways and dance to the music. And this is I, an Olympic sport. This is Olympic sport. Yeah. And it. What? I, I don't know. Like you're making a horse learn how to dance. I guess that's some skill, but I think the horse should get the medal at that point. Right. Yeah. Maybe it gets put out to like a very nice pasture instead of being turned into glue. So that's <laughs> yeah, like the reward. Exactly. Well, yeah, that's a good point. Like, what are you as the human doing? Cause I'm guessing they're teaching it a routine and then it's just like press play. Right. When you get out there. Yeah, so at this point, why are we not just like running dogs through an obstacle course and calling that an Olympic sport, you know? Yeah. Because the human runs along points. That's that's the <laughs> yep. sport too, right? Yep. Yeah, I'm with you. This seems like some bullshit. At least with like polo, the person's doing something. Right. Or even like where they have to jump over the gates. Yeah. The person is like pulling the reins to jump, you know? They have to do the timing and everything, but. Yeah, if you think about it, when they win, they celebrate the human. And when they lose, they're like, that horse sucked. It was awful. <laughs> yeah. He just wasn't hitting the way that he normally does. Yeah. Total blame <laughs> on that poor animal. And it gets turned into jerks. I have never heard of that sport. That S- is some BS. Very, very yeah. interesting. You know what BS is right now? Well, I shouldn't oh, say it bullshit. too loud because my wife is within ear range. So... One thing I wanted to share with you guys is my wife has been spending more time in my game room. And when I say my game room, it's the basement of my house. And I just find her sitting, watching TV down there. And the other day, just about to go to bed, laying down, she leans over and she's like, do you think you can condense your game room? To just half of the living room. I was like, what did <laughs> what did you say? What? And she's like, Well, I feel like it'd be nice to have kind of a basement living room with a fireplace and all of that stuff. And I don't know, could you build a wall where your stuff isn't visible anymore? 
And so this conversation <laughs> wasn't the premise of you getting a new house was that she agreed that you got a whole basement. Yeah, I'm getting a little concerned about just where this is going. This is how they do it. The women tell you what you want to hear, and then they wham, bam, change and it all so up on you. I just am. I've been really mopey lately, lately, just like walking around, staring at my stuff. Like, how could I condense <laughs> this? The only way it's going to get condensed is if I do it. And so and also I might disassemble just put my the 20-foot arcade cabinet that you just put in there. I yeah. imagine that makes it difficult to condense. I haven't really shared about my other project that I'm working on, but there's okay. another one. There's you're, another You're building a sex robot? Bin. No, no, I don't have enough patience for that. Okay. Um, building another well, sit-in arcade. Uh, why? I don't know. You're going to have two in your basement? I was bored. For what purpose? I don't know. One was already probably arguably too much. Yeah. <laughs> what is the other one going to well, do and where is it going to go? I, I don't know. She could, she could I met a guy that, that does like metal work and plexiglass work and I was like, well, this would be kind of cool. And so I don't know. Anyways, I would like to get back to the point of this is my wife's fault. This isn't me just... <laughs> <laughs> well, building another thing the fact that you're stop. building another massive stop. arcade cabinet might have prompted some of this discussion no, from her stop <laughs> i want to point out who the bad person is <laughs> everyone focus on who no i i um i don't know i don't know if i'm gonna lose my game room or not we'll see well you've got that garage that you've already like toyed with the idea of partitioning off the third stall so if yeah. I were you, I would just shift gear and focus your energy on making that a reality because it sounds like clocks are ticking for you, buddy. It to, just seems so you. far away. It just when you're not even my basement feels far away sometimes where I just want to stay on the main floor. Yeah, I don't know. So I've been kind of looking around like what if I were to do this? what's going to go, what's going to stay, what's going into storage if this was an option. But again, the only way it's going to get done is if I do it. So I could just put my foot down and say, woman, no means no with this guy. So he's screwed is what he's saying. (laughs) (laughs) So I will no longer be on the podcast because I will be dead. So speaking of downsizing, I talk about it a lot. We had that swap meet um, two weekends ago, last weekend, no, not last, two weekends ago in St. Cloud. <clears throat> Everyone bailed on me. Thanks, guys. It's like, you got, it's like you got lives yeah. and family or something. <laughs> like, pff, come on. See my um, family once a year. So that's your own fault. Um, you could reschedule that for another weekend. That's I could have pushed that. Um, anyway, so I went and I finally did just commit and I don't know. I've just like for the longest time, like I don't actively collect anymore. Like I don't, I don't, especially with COVID, I don't actively go out. And when we do go on game hunts, I'm kind of a window shopper. Like there's a couple things that I know I would buy if they were there and everything you, else is you just push kinda, us to buy stuff. Yeah, everything else is just kind of meh. Um, well, I don't have to push Andy. Andy buys. Andy's everything. usually the guy that you have to wait half an hour for because he's got to go through everything <laughs> on the shelf. That's true. Um, That's true. 
it's grueling. Um, and I just pulled out the stuff. And I was like, I never meant to get back into this console. I just got it because it's cheap. I had this console forever. I'm looking at four games that I bought three years ago that I've never turned on, never put them into a console. Um, so I, I did it. I pulled a bunch of stuff out, um, went to the swap meet, sold stuff. Um, I'm no longer a Wonder Swan owner. I no longer have a Sega Nomad. I don't have a 3DO collection. Um, I don't have most of a Saturn collection. And you know what? I feel good about it. I I wasn't there to make money, but I made, made a lot of money. I also got to have a lot of fun. Like it, I like that stuff mostly because I like talking about it. I like the history. It's fun. I got to tell a bunch of people like a bunch of really dorky, dumb shit. Cause they hadn't seen some of this stuff. And I had a blast, like explaining to three people what a hyperscan was with the biggest grin on my face ever was a real <laughs> treat. Um, I don't I no longer have a game gear and, um, yeah, it felt really good. And, and I knew I picked a lot of this stuff up on like pennies on the dollar. Um, so there was no way I was going to lose money, even though I was choosing not to sell stuff at like eBay prices. And it was a good time. And I, I came home with a few choice things and I think that's how I want to run my collecting from now on is like, I'm going to get the things that I'm passionate about and I'm not going to get everything just because it's there or because somebody recommended that it's a good thing. And I came home with some heavy hitters. I got metal storm on the NES traded. I literally traded a light gun um, for the 3DO for that, that I paid nothing for when I was 19. Um, So that was excellent. I got Rayman on the Jaguar. Um, I, I kept the Jaguar everybody. Uh, that's how sick I am. Um, so I'm going to continue collecting for the Jaguar. Got and then, that choice yeah, choice collection. I love it, man. I love the, I love the Jaguar. And then I got Wolfenstein. I got a box zapper. I got a box four score. I got like this beautiful boxed U force. Um, <laughs> and I really just, so my plan is, is like, I'm going to condense everything. I'm keeping some consoles. Like I kept about eight PS2 games. I kept about 20 to 15 PlayStation games. I've cleared out basically my entire PS3 collection because a lot of that stuff got brought over to PlayStation four in collections. Um, and I kept certain collections um, for the PS3 that got made off of PS2 series. Right. So a lot of it's gone and um, I'm okay with that. And, and that's going to go in the storage. I'm going to redo my game room here. Once I get through things, I'm going to get a big 65 inch TV down here, probably put a couch in redecorate, get all my box NES stuff that I love in here. And, um, and I think I'm going to stop collecting going forward. Switch is going to be it. Like switches, switch is my last physical console. Um, I'm not interested in buying next gen. If I do, it will be just digital only. And I'm just going to focus on Nintendo and what my kids want to collect. So that's, that's my thing is I'm keeping what my kids will want to play um, what they're going to be interested in. And that's going to be that going forward. And you know what? I feel pretty good about it. Um, that's awesome. I'm it, surprised that you did it really. I mean, I've how long been have talking we been about talking about, like about four this years? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then actually leading up to the event, you were texting me and you're like, am I making a mistake? Is this right? I was like, I did not don't, sleep. Don't good. jump ship. I don't did not sleep ship. good that night. Uh, that Saturday night, like I literally did not sleep well. Um, getting home and I just kept thinking about it, especially the 3do. Cause I was like, the 3DO is a tough one because it's like, I'll never play this. I have never played this. I've, I've basically just tested these games and there's no way in hell that I'll ever get this all back. Like this is a, 
is a once in a lifetime collection, even though it's not amazing. Once it's gone, it's gone. And then that one, that one was a little tough, but at the same time, it's like, what's the point? Like I'm putting it on the wall because I'm a video game collector and I'm a video game guy and I can put it in a video and I'm fucking awesome. Right. And no, no, I'm not like no offense to anybody who does that. And that's what they love. Cause I did it too, but that doesn't, that doesn't like, I don't need to have 20 dead ducks in my living room because I'm a hunter. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's <laughs> I just love not that a analogy. Um, so like I, I've really like reevaluated recently on like what, what makes me love gaming and, and more often than not, it's the memories and especially the timing of those memories. Um, than it was so much owning all this stuff on the shelf and I've still got a ton of stuff on the shelf way more than I need way more stuff in storage. Um, so I've still got a massive collection. It's just, it's just going to be different. And I kind of like it. Cause it, I mean, realistically I'm not that old, but I'm getting up to 40, but in another 15 years, this stuff eventually has to go. I doubt my son's going to want to take it all. I'm going to move. I'm going to move to a retirement spot. Like this is going at some point. So why just keep it around cluttering things up? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's smart to keep, keep that in your head, you know, at that point. Yeah. Um, question is though, if you find stuff pennies on the dollar, yes, that you don't want, gonna buy it. You're s- still gonna buy it. I'm gonna become a reseller. I, I'm, yeah, because I did so well, and because I do like going out hunting and hanging out with you guys in particular when I go do it, and I like gr- when, garage when we sailing, show up, right? Yeah, you, know, you bastards. Um, and I like that stuff. I'm not gonna. It's not like I will never do it again. But I'm definitely going to keep the knowledge that I have and continue to be up. I mean, because it's still a hobby I love. Just because I'm not buying this stuff doesn't mean I'm not keeping up with it. Um, I will buy and flip and help out my friends. You know, then that will be that will be what I do. Mm-hmm. Not so that not box zapper that you're not excited about. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually very excited about that. I forgot that you didn't have one of those. So I felt a little bad. That one hurt a little bit when you're like, hey, I got this box zapper. Dude, I got like, that stuff. So the U-Force, the zapper, and the satellite, I got just straight trade. Like, I walked in. We were the first people setting up after Terry, and I just, like, went to their table. And I was like, <laughs> put all this aside for me. And they came over and picked out, like, just this ridiculously small stack of stuff. And they're like, is this fine? I'm like, that's all you're taking? Yes, that's fine. Like, I, <laughs> I, I had very little money into what they took, so... So Andy's wow. top loader box now can come to my collection. Nope. nope. Dang it. <laughs> that's still neutral. No, okay. That's a, that's, a, that's a deal breaker. But Dang it. Yeah. Yeah. That's the other thing is I want to get my other NES boxes in here and yeah. Redo the game room a bit. Should be fun. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Where, where did the Amiibo rank on the, <laughs> on that list of <laughs> good like question? Well, I mean, I hate the Amiibo, right? Like that's been established. I can't stand that. I bought them all. Um, I'm not sure what to do with them because I, I had, I have really good memories associated with getting them and I put a lot of work into getting them. So I feel guilty getting rid of them. I don't know. They're not really conducive to me continuing to build a Nintendo collection and reorganizing this space. So I'm going to have to make the decision on if I'm opening them or not, or potentially putting them in storage, which my whole thing in part of this, including the room out was even if I love it, if it's going into storage, I'm not, it, it, it's not being treated in the way that it should. So it shouldn't, it shouldn't be there. Um, so I don't want to do that. So we'll have to see what happens with the Meepo. Probably open, probably, which breaks my heart a little bit. But 
Yeah, that'll make some people cry. But yeah. So we'll see. Not not decided yet. But yeah, I'm really gonna gonna get a lot of consoles out of here. They're just gonna be not in my game room. It's just so for anyone curious, I kept Turbo Graphics. I love Turbo Graphics. I cleared out virtually all of Sega. Kept three Master System games, about six Genesis games. Keeping all of my Dreamcast. I couldn't let the Neo Geo Pocket Color go. Um, and did you sell your X? My your gold X? No, I considered it. Okay, but then I was like, I was really amped to get that, and it is a pretty good way to play Neo Geo games. So I've kept it. Um, It will probably go into a box. Uh, We'll see. I'm not sure. Oh, I kept the Virtual Boy too. And then I'm next. Next up is I got to go through and thin out my Xbox collection. Um, I'm I'm kind of adopting the stance on if I'm never going to play it, especially on a if I'm never going to play it on a non Nintendo console, it just needs to get thinned out. So I'm going to go through and you know I was just I was really trying to get everything I could on the original Xbox that was multi plat, like that's where I was going to keep it. But I think I'm going to thin out some of those like Rainbow Six and Tom Clancy and all that stuff, um, and then just keep the Nintendo version of stuff. And the other thing too is, is, you know, I got a lot of this stuff at deals and it's like, ah, but you know, I, I'm at a point in my life where if I decide, you know, I really need to experience the rule of Rose on original hardware. I can do that. Um, and I can get it on eBay and I can play it and I can be like, huh, that was a thing. And then I can sell it. You know what I mean? I don't, it doesn't need to sit on a shelf. It's fine. Yeah. And I don't, I know we're on a gaming podcast. I don't really game anymore. I hate to break the people. I've played like Jack in the last like five months. So. Doesn't mean I don't love it. Doesn't mean I won't play games again. It's just not conducive to where I'm at now. Like outside of playing with the kids on occasion, it's just, it is what it is. Yeah. Coming from the guy who pre-ordered a steam deck. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you're, we all know you're, you know, very avid mobile gamers. So. Yes. I am huge into consoles. Yep. That's true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I took the plunge. It's happening. It's my collection's not going away by any means, but it is. I I feel it is appropriately refocusing on the things that actually mean something to me, which. But what it should be, right? Yeah, that's cool. And you're doing it your way and your wife isn't making you do it. <laughs> right. <laughs> yep. She did yell at me like when I was like, man, I didn't sleep good last night. I kept I kept thinking about that 3DO. She's like, I told you not to I'm like, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In in three months when Biff is complaining about selling his collection. Least- I'm actually trying to sell quite a bit myself. So his wife's making him. Parting, parting with anything that's not Nintendo at this point. So, yep. But yeah. no, no takers. I actually probably should hit a swap meet or do a garage sale or something. Yeah, it was fun. I mean, I will say it was weird though at that swap meet because you know we've sold there before, um, and there is no casual gamer market there, pretty much. And it was, it's just, it's not just collectors. It seems like that thing. It is hardcore collectors. So it's the guys that 
only want complete, only want pristine, only want rare, you know, and nobody wants to pay cash for anything at a reasonable value and nobody can trade yet. Cause you don't have any. So it was weird that I sold as much as I did, but it was all the fringe stuff. Right. Like it, it just worked out that there were a few like hardcore 3do guys who were buying that stuff and people buying pristine copies of um, some of the Saturn stuff I had um, were it not for those things. Like I wouldn't have done that well. I like that wonder swan going. Um, it was, it, it was very weird. So it's, it's hard to know, like how do you sell that stuff outside of eBay? Right. Cause you think you're in the spot where stuff is going to go. And even then it doesn't. Yeah. But yeah, I'm sure there'll be another swap meet. I've got tons of stuff yet to sell. Um, I sold maybe a third of my stuff. Nobody took my That's, box Saturn either. I had a box complete Saturn. Nobody touched it. Yeah. That's surprising. Is it the, the one with the bundle uh, on the outside? No, it's not. But oh, it's the wow. one that comes with the sampler, like the night sampler. Oh, sure. Yep. Yeah. I actually sold that bundle. I did have the box and everything or maybe it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think that box has the bundle on it, but it does have the samples in it. So. Sure. Pretty neat. Pretty neat. Yeah. Speaking of neat, you watched a pretty sweet movie. Uh, Space Jam 2. I don't know if it's pretty sweet. <laughs> um the internet seems to love it from what i've heard hey it you know it's not as bad as everybody makes it out to be i think a lot of people have some pretty rose colored glasses toward that original movie it was um, hard to watch when i was a kid i felt oh yeah so yeah it was, for me, it was probably fan. like one of my favorites i really loved that movie as a kid now i understand it's like eh, it's okay and you know, this one's not bad either. It's kind of got the same type of story to it a little bit, but it really feels like they didn't think that Looney Tunes were enough to stay to make the movie itself. They had to put shit in from everything like Ready Player One and all those other movies, you know, just they're, pop culture reference like out the ass. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's some good jokes in there. There's some good references. There's all that stuff enjoyable enough but you know you're having fun watching it and then i feel like after it was like you know that was they just kind of like blew a load <laughs> it just was it sounds highly inappropriate for a child right movie. right it was yeah overall it's not bad but it's i don't not, know something not worthwhile so, something with w oh it's definitely worth one time watch through um but yeah it's not going to be remembered 20 years from now like the original is you know so right there you know michael jordan's better we, yeah. we've solved it that's very true i mean i have to imagine that the acting was bad in both of those cases i just remember michael not really being super believable in in the first one either no 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 pr- pro athlete is i mean no. he's done a bunch of haynes commercials he's sure he should have been better so. uh, i don't know in haynes commercials though you're talking to somebody that is there you know <laughs> yeah that's true the other ones you're talking to cartoons but yeah 
I LeBron. love the comparison to LeBron and Jordan. Um, it got to the point where people are like, well, fine. Jordan's better because he has Space Jam and he has a Space Jam movie because that was the only thing that separated them. And now LeBron has Space Jam movie. So, yep. But does, back he to does he have hands? Does he have hands? That's the breaker. Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> the uh, it, At the very beginning of the movie. They show young LeBron playing a Game Boy, and mm. he's playing uh, Bugs Bunny's Crazy Castle. Why? Which is not a real Bugs Bunny game. It's not a Looney Tunes game. They it's just a straight, reskin, you know, right? Yeah, they just reskinned it. So already, it's like, what are we doing here? And yeah, it was basically like the coach being like, "What are you doing with those video games? You need to focus." And that was kind of that's rude. Know, sets up. That's what yeah. my parents said. Yep. I think a lot of our parents said that. Um, but then his kid is into video games, and then LeBron has a tough time understanding why his kid likes video games. Because his kid's going to be a Fortnite Twitch streaming millionaire. <laughs> that's why. Yep. But. Huh. Well, at I least. If you, if you get HBO, that's. I mean, it's free on there. So. Well, you pay for HBO, right? Sure. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, it's fair to better at least in public light than masters of the universe. Cause why everybody forgot about how bad freaking space jam was as soon as that thing dropped and <laughs> Kevin Smith is just getting crucified. Oh, I have yet to watch it. So I, I can't confirm, but it seems like it's not gun over. Well, apparently a bait and switch. It's, it's not a he man show after all. Thing. He's, oh. He's dead episode one and then it's about Hila. So, Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. But I've heard the animation's good, but it's just, they kind of like touted it as, Oh no, this is, and Kevin Smith is out there saying like, this is absolutely a He-Man show. It's all about He-Man so much He-Man. <laughs> and then it's like, no maybe, He-Man. maybe if you just hadn't built it up that way and you presented it as a show that takes place in the universe and tells a different story, People could have gotten behind that, but I don't know. It's funny. Like the rage on that is, is kind of ridiculous. Yeah. I'll watch it at some point. It's, you know, it's tough to get excited about Netflix stuff for me now, because I feel like they just, they'll run a a few seasons or something, unless it's like stranger things. I think they'll ride that until it dies, but a lot of them, they'll be really popular for a couple of seasons and then they'll just, like not renew it yeah or just renew it yeah like that atypical like that was one of their best shows and they like pulled the plug before they even filmed the final season right and i'm sure they have some algorithm that says you know this is not profitable anymore shut it down whatever but you know when they announce they're making a live action uh pokemon show now yeah yeah which could be really cool i mean as long as they follow, you know, what makes Pokemon cool, I guess. I don't know. The Detective Pikachu thing was okay, but that's its own little story, I think. Right. How do you um, make that look halfway decent, though, with like a Netflix budget? Right. That kind and of that's worries me. Yeah. They're definitely not going to be in the city, I would imagine. It's going to be a lot of like <laughs> yep. grassy landscapes with yep. like one Pokemon. Yep. Which, I mean, that that probably is a better interpretation of that game then then you know the movie was very much you know a setting that felt kind of weird for the franchise but it told a good story but yeah 
Yeah. Well, and then, and then the old cartoon, you know, is, it was always like, oh, we stop at this person, we help them and we do nothing of the sort of what the game actually is about. <laughs> right. you know? Yeah. Team Rocket shows up or is that what their name right. is? Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it'd be, if, if they have, I'm, I'm sure it's not going to be really adult focused, but at least have it, you know, have a goal toward what the games are about. That would be kind of cool, you know, yeah. but I but can again, see them doing it well, but yeah, I could see them completely just crapping the bed on it too. Yeah. It's so good. It'll be good test. Cause they were talking about Zelda. Yeah, I was just going to ask right? about that. Like I thought that was in production. We've heard nothing. Right. Hmm. I mean, I, I will say like they have the Witcher, right? On Netflix. And that turned out pretty good. I mean, I've never played the game, so I don't know how much they, you know, screwed that up for diehard fans, but I thought the shell was fine. Yeah. Yep. A little cringy in spots. My, but. my wife is like currently watching it the third time through, I think. Oh, really? And yeah, yeah she's obsessed with that. And then, uh, I think they announced there's an anime Witcher show come, going on there. Showed that to her and she's like, no, not going to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Other than that, you know, uh, Flight Simulator, which you've played on PC before. Yeah, it came out on the series consoles this week, right? Right. So I've been having a lot of fun with that. Uh, mostly not really caring about which plane I'm flying or any type of simulation thing. It's mostly just taking a Snapchat of flying into somebody's house. Yeah. Be like, Hey, I found you and I crashed into your dining room. Yep. There you go. You terrorist. That's, that's the game. <laughs> you know, what's funny about that is, uh, our buddy Danton, who everybody knows on the podcast here, we've had him on as a guest. He, he loaded it up on the series and we're friends on Xbox. So he just sends me a screenshot from the navigation of his plane. And it shows my gamer tag marked on us. He's like, are you playing this right now? So I look at the screenshot and I'm like laughing. Cause I'm like, no, but the last time I, I uninstalled the game, but the last time I booted it up, I crashed into my parents' house. And that's exactly where my, my marker sits <laughs> real time. Just dead. <laughs> I'm like, that's amazing. That was like four or five months ago that I did that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It is. It's, it's a little creepy. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, even in like the thing I've found is like, obviously the area of the world that we live in is pretty sparsely populated. So the details not as good as it is in like other areas, but it's still uncanny, like how spot on buildings and stuff are. And it's really neat to just get in a plane and like cruise an area you're familiar with. Yeah. The buildings are weird though, because they're like, they make them generic 3d mm-hmm. models they're the same shape as most buildings actually are but i'm guessing that's like a licensing thing like you can't yeah. put a mcdonald's in the game or something mm-hmm. like that i don't know but have you tried like going to some of like their premier cities where they've like built it out a lot better like have you gone to like new york and stuff yet yeah or? a little bit in new york yeah 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 that stuff looks just, a lot different it's just not Good. as fun when you can't troll your friends with uh with it i agree it's yeah. it's it's pretty crazy technologically speaking but yeah and I, th- I think they really adapted it well for the xbox controller too like it's pretty easy to mm-hmm. get in and fly some i had a much harder time trying to use like traditional keyboard and mouse controls i think well, the only way i actually ever got off the ground was syncing an xbox controller on the pc anyway so 
Yeah. What is uh I'm curious, like what is the install on that thing for the the series? You know, it wasn't bad. I pre preloaded it, so I'm not sure how long that took or how much it was. Because okay. I'm guessing they did it in updates overall. Um but yeah, and, and you know the loading times are awesome on the Series X too, so uh you're pretty much in it pretty quickly. That's that's the one downside with the PC version when I had it was like even with the solid state drive, like the install of that thing was a beast, like just ridiculous mm. amounts of data and firing it up every time was just so slow. And I, and I don't know that it's so much the game is is it is just the way they chose to design that, that it's not snappier, but it's it's a pretty neat experience. Can you Probably fly with s- other people? Like, could we all get in a room and just like cruise planes over each other and stuff? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. That should maybe happen. Although I ran it. Be- so I ran into an interesting problem with game pass on PC. I installed the master chief collection and I tried to join some people on a variety of like steam <clears throat> on consoles. Everyone else was able to join up, but me and I kept getting the same generic error um, that just is unable to join. I mean, nobody could join me and, we think the problem is that I'm running my loader off my C drive, like, and, uh, the games are running off the D drive. And for whatever oh. reason, like just no go, like I can't, can't do anything. So that's super annoying. Um, and I, you know, once I ran into the issue, I had recalled people mentioning that, but kind of a problem for a PC game pass when you want to play an online game like that. Figure yeah, it out, Microsoft. That's a pretty major problem. Yeah. People that were playing the same game on Steam were having better luck in connecting. It was just me and my Game Pass ass self. So I was all excited to play some Halo too. Now I got to reinstall it on my Xbox One and see if that fixes it. Well, when you get your Steam Deck, you can play Halo on it. That's true. If I buy it for Steam, I probably won't because it's free on Game Pass. (laughs) You know, I wonder if Game Pass will come to either that or the switch at that point like they could use xbox could go to both of them and say like we want to bring it to one of you guys which one's going to do it that'd be crazy i mean i could see it happening itch.io runs on an app through epic at this point so people are making deals i'd love game pass on it here's what i want what I and I know they're working on a TV that integrates with Game Pass. I just want them to make a Game Pass app that works on Roku, because then I've got mm-hmm. Xbox everywhere in my house, and I know they could pull it off. It's just can they make that deal happen? Would it work well enough? I think it could, especially if they're going to use it like as an X Cloud like sort of front instead of maybe it's even just an X Cloud app instead of Game Pass. Yeah, as long as there's not like an extra layer of latency on the Roku stuff, you know, I think it would work. I think so. It's the future. We don't need boxes. Things just get zapped to our brain. I heard somebody's been playing Maneater. Or have you literally been eating men? Have you been listening to Maneater? Wow. Those are some heavy questions. None of the above. I've been playing Man Eater. This was a um, couple of days ago. I've heard a lot of buzz about it. 
you know, it's nothing new. And so I decided it's on Game Pass. So I was like, I'll give it a shot and see what Maneater's all about. Uh, they were really pushing it on Shark Week, um, you <laughs> know, during that like Discovery Channel thing. And so I downloaded it, and this is the first game that it isn't a VR game that kind of got me sick to my stomach. That, like, at first it was really cool, and then I, I don't know, I started really deeply thinking about it, and I was like, man, I'm really sick. Like, just sneaking up on people and wanting to just kill them. Like, it, it's just really 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 morbid <laughs> and my son i probably shouldn't have had him next to me and he was like this is awesome this is so cool get him get him get him and then after a while he's like yeah that's kind of gross that's <laughs> that's gross like so the mood just went like way way down and i just shut it off i was like i don't want to see you playing this game okay and uh tried to go to bed after that it was just <laughs> one of those things that i fell into the hype that man eaters just this weird experience fun game and it's, it's fun but it's you got to be kind of a sick person to play it i feel yeah i mean it's probably the same people that like gta right like if you like beating a hooker to death after you've Taking her on oh the gosh. corner. It's the same same line of processing. Oh man. I snuck up to some people and just just ripped their legs off. Nice. They were just bobbers at that <laughs> point. Just bobbers. Uh, yeah, that game I, I I played a little bit of it, but I got to the point where I was like, I don't know if I want to like really mess and round with the controls. Because mm. it is kind of weird controls wise yeah um kind of different that that you're not used to in a game like that um but yeah i can definitely see your point of view too especially the opening part there it's just like kill them all all these people <laughs> kill them all <laughs> yeah. and it's like okay yeah it got a little darker than i i thought at first i thought it was kind of a an odell under kind of game where you're just Oh, here's a shark that's smaller than me. I'm going to eat that. And then <laughs> you're growing big. And then it's like, you see that fatty on uh, on the inner tube? <laughs> eat them. <laughs> like it's, it's really dark. It's not for me. I mean, I feel like the title kind of implies yeah, what right sort there. of game you're getting into. But. Yeah, I know. I just didn't. I it's don't not know. called Donut Eater. Maybe my brain was just not prepared for that experience. Yeah. It was fun for a while. And then I'm like, I like how you're like blocking your son from good. playing it. And I got it on Black Friday and just popped it in and handed my son a PS4 controller and I went upstairs. So. <laughs> oh my gosh. He's seen worse. Those, those cutscenes are pretty rough too. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Different strokes. <laughs> he fell off of it pretty hard. He only played it the one time. But he also loves sharks, so kind of right up his alley. Yeah, and that won't people. terrify him swimming. No. Yeah, yeah, well, I already traumatized him swimming, so I like, I don't know, I goof around with my kids a lot, and, you know, we I, I make up wild stories, and they never believe me, you know, and they get the big grin on their face, like, ha-ha, dad, yeah, right. So when we were on vacation, I don't know if I told you guys this story, 
we were, we were on that vacation, right? And we were out in the, we we're at that lake cabin. We're swimming and my son's sitting there and he's got like a little nick on his shin. And I was like, uh oh, uh oh, buddy. Like, look at that. And it's, you know, a little black dot of hard blood. And I was like, like, I hate to tell you, that's a sea spider bite. What happens is you're in the water and they bite you and then they uh, lay a bunch of eggs in there and then it's going to explode out and you're going to have, you're going to have all these spiders coming out of your leg. And instead of him, like, the usual ha ha dad you're goofy bursts into tears uh like just instantly oh my god did not land i'm a horrible parent uh i think he was just overtired mostly because any other day that would have he would have just pretty much told me i'm dumb like he usually does but yeah it was i traumatized him good see spiders emotionally damaged but he'll, he'll at least he'll never be attacked by sea spiders so there's that or swim again. Yeah. Well, he's gotten over it. He's been swimming a lot right now. It's just bees. Uh, anything that flies is a bee. And what you do when you see anything that resembles a bee is you freak out and flail your arms and run like hell. Um, so he's probably gonna get like smoked by a car at some point when he runs out in front of one, but it's, it's great. You'll be outside with him and he's just like freaking panicking and running off walls. And he literally crashed a scooter into a fence because he thought he saw a bee. <laughs> I kind of, it sounds wrong, but I kind of just need him to get stung by a bee to understand that it's not that bad or we'll discover that he'll go into anaphylactic shock, which would be terrible, but there's only one way to know. So. I don't know. Like you get stung by a bee and it's, it's uncomfortable and you remember that part. Right. I don't know if you remember that it wasn't that bad in the grand scheme of things. Well, I mean, my just remember the. Yeah, go ahead. I was just. Saying you just remember the sting more than anything. Yeah. I, I, so I had a weird first experience. Um, I also was a little nervous about bees as a kid. My mom used to say like, bees are fine. They won't bug you if you don't bug them. And then I remember being about three, three, four. I'm not sure. Very young and playing in my backyard with like a Tonka truck or something in a big bumblebee flew into my ear and then stung me inside of it. Um, so that's when I learned that my mom's full of shit and bees are assholes. So. Ah. But again, in the grand scheme of things, yeah, all you remember is that it just kind of hurt. But I've been stung a lot since, and it's not its not that bad, to be honest. Wasps, I think, are worse because they'll just continue to mm-hmm. sting you. They're assholes. They really are. Speaking of assholes, Biff, you want to take us out? <laughs> oh, my <laughs> gosh. That's was rough i kid uh, i kid no no it's fine it's fine that's fine hey do we have any emails to read uh, anything negative. interesting uh, i think no emails, emails. broke it's broken um i think something's oh, clogging yeah, up yeah. the inbox okay well we'll work on clearing that out mm-hmm. if you guys work on writing some emails to us you can send those to weekend rental podcast at gmail.com Make sure you're following us on all of our social media twitter youtube not instagram we're not interested in that stuff Mm-mm. And you can find all things Weekend Rental at weekendpodcast.com. As always, friends, be kind. Rewind. Limp banana. Steam dick. <laughs> He's a man eater. Make a mark. <laughs>